0: You're listening to the BNH Photography podcast. For over 40 years,
1: BNH has been the professional source for photography, video, audio, and more. For your favorite gear, news, and reviews, visit us at bnh.com or download the BNH app to your iPhone or Android device. Now here's your host, Alan White. Greetings and welcome to the BH Photography Podcast. Before we kickstart this show, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on our new landing page at the bnhphoto.com slash explorer slash podcast. That was a website in case you were curious. Um, leave us a comment on Explorer or a review on iTunes or email us at podcast at bhphoto.com. And remember, on our landing page, you can now find all back episodes and you can leave us a voice message on the SpeakPipe widget, which we may play on the air if it's appropriate, so to speak. Special thanks to- uh, Maybe if it's not appropriate. To uh, actually, actually, if it's inappropriate, we might even- crank up the volume a little bit. Um, Thanks to John Buscal and Julie for leaving us feedback on our most recent episode and to Leopold Desage for continued support. I wonder if that's his real name. Uh, yeah, we're going to do a little bit of, we, we might. We should actually have him on the show and find out all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. On today's episode, we will be talking about LED lighting in all its forms, and we'll be joined by Byron Atkinson, who's the manager in the B&H Photo Superstore Lighting Department, and Leslie Perez, who is a lighting expert from the very same department in the Superstore. But first, Al's gearhead pick of the week. Got a lovely one here today. Uh, it is the Photodiox... Pro Thumb Grip for Mirrorless Digital Cameras, Type <laughs> A Black. I stumbled on this. I think these are really funny. What this is, if you remember back in the days, they used to have cameras that shot film, and to make the film go through the camera, if you didn't have a winded, it was a little thumb advance. Well, now you can get a fake thumb advance, which is actually a real thumb advance It doesn't advance anything, that slips into the hot shoe. Think of this thing, it's sort of like a, a, a pacifier for Leica owners, people who just can't get past the fact that there's no film in the camera, so they put this little thing on there. It looks good. It gives you a place to rest your thumb, because what else a thumb's doing these days? Um, and they're kind of cool. And we do sell them. And they're only fourteen dollars and ninety five cents. Does it move? It doesn't move. It slips in. T- it all it does. It slips into the hot shoe and sits there.
2: Okay.
1: It and you can rest your thumb on it, yeah. which is why they call it a thumb grip. Better than resting. <laughs> <laughs> Waiter, check please. Um. <laughs> Also, while we're on the topic of film, I told you this was going to be fun. Uh, While we're (laughs) on the topic of film, for those of you who have these bizarre camera formats at home, um, I just noticed that Ilford has a special order. You can order, for the time being, six by seven inch Delta 100 um, and 14 by 20 inch FP4, and you're ready for this? Ilford Ortho, plus black and white negative film, 12 by 20 inches. So get out all those old banquet cameras and fire them up. We're back in business. You you want to turn this into the film (laughs) photography (laughs) podcast? (laughs) So we're going from film to to the very latest technologies, LED lighting. Uh, Let's get right into this. Can you guys tell us a little bit of the history of LED? Well, an LED is a light
0: emitting diode. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've been around for a very long time. But in the last 10 years, uh, there's been a tremendous amount of development uh, in terms of their use, uh, in terms of uh, their color, uh, and what they're able to do.
3: Mm
0: -hmm. I'd say about 10 years ago, uh, uh, 2006, 2007, um, Light Panels was really the first company that brought the LEDs Mm -hmm. uh, to everybody's attention. And uh, then shortly thereafter, uh, many companies started developing... Uh, product, and the first product that generally hit the market were uh, panels. Uh, They were either one-by-one panels or some variation uh, smaller. Many of them were made in China, and uh, many of the early LEDs were uh, on the expensive side, and they had some color issues. They generally had color cast. And so 10 years ago, it wasn't uncommon when LEDs shipped, uh, if you bought them, that uh, you might find them with correction panels in them in order to remove the color cast.
1: And the panel so would, they, they would they would test batches and then color correct them with filtration before they ship them. It was or? less
0: about testing batches. Uh, but know, they just assumed th- 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 it th-
1: wasn't accurate th- th- and they put in filters.
0: Now light, light panels is in a is kind of in a, in a different class okay. um, than uh, many of the other companies. But what happened is that uh, many other companies started manufacturing product, and uh, one of the things that set light panels apart, uh, and set some of the other companies apart from uh, one end from the uh, the top end from the middle and the bottom was the degree of quality control that they did. So m- companies like Light Panels would go in and they would look at um, the LEDs that were put in the product. Um, they would reject those that didn't meet their specifications. Other companies were less stringent about rejecting uh the, the leds that so is the, up the quality
1: snuff. control of the individual leds that went into the unit itself is that correct
0: that's one of the things that actually did set the uh, leds apart uh, 10 to 12 years ago uh, from uh, one another uh, the amount of quality control uh, that hmm. the manufacturers uh, that were done at the manufacturing
2: and side. was there a reason about 10 or 12 years ago that the evolution kind of took a leap forward was there some development uh, that came along or was it just a, a market issue that they were made affordable at this point or do you know why?
0: Well, they were becoming more affordable but uh, they were uh, they offered a great deal of flexibility. They offered uh, battery power uh, in some cases. They offered uh, lighting without heat. Yeah. Well, so I guess um, we're going to get into some of the, the and advantages. So and yeah. so at, at that point, uh, and they were small. Mm-hmm. Um, there were uh, smaller products on the market that were definitely more affordable. They could be used on top of cameras uh, for people that were beginning to shoot video, and even some of the earlier small panels were aimed at still shooters um, uh, who were looking for who might need fill, uh, you know, when they were out shooting. So uh, be portable
2: and pick mm-hmm. them on location. So
0: all of those things really did contribute to um, the rise in the LED. And then as you would find in most uh, most, uh, instances, uh, whenever something gets done at the top end or at the studio end, and and Light Panels was very big in terms of the one-by-one panel and studio application, um, there's kind of a trickle-down. You know, everybody wants it and, um, you know, feels that it's something that they should begin to explore, and then you see more and more companies getting into the market, and that's exactly what happened. And so you had a number of companies that uh, were direct sellers of LED panels. Um, You could go to their website and order them directly. And uh, they were uh, less expensive than uh, light panels and some of the other products that were in the market at the time and sold at retail establishments. And, uh, you know, people began to embrace them and feel that, okay, uh, the big studios may be using them. I can use these too. And uh, it enough. It took off.
1: I always got the impression that video is one of the reasons that came in because now you have a light that can be used for video, stills and video.
0: Well, at the time that the LEDs were coming out, really it was a video application mm-hmm. um, that um, I really feel drove uh, LED development. Uh, people uh, 10, 12 years ago, and they were talking about doing photos or doing events, uh, people were still very much focused on flash and, and flash photography. Um, and that, we began to see a change in that with the rise of the HDSLR, where you had the, uh, what I call the hybrid shooter. Uh, the guy that primarily shoots stills, but, uh, or the woman who primarily shoots stills, and, uh, but also wants to dabble in, in video. And, uh, you know, you can't do that with a flash on top of your camera. Right. And so people began to look at continuous light uh, a little bit differently than they had in the past.
2: And- jump over to Leslie here. Can you kind of give us, I don't know, your list of top five reasons why someone would go with LED compared to another light source?
3: Most of them actually do tend to be a lot more portable, mm. um, which lately, especially at the store, we've been seeing um, a lot of people who are not from here. They're traveling from like Brazil or Spain, France, et cetera, and they're multi-voltage. So they don't actually have to change the bulbs themselves. It's just given to them. That's an interesting that
1: point because with flash and, and a lot of the uh, incandescent lamps is that you have to actually change the bulbs and everything else. Here, mm-hmm. the bulbs are just what they are, right?
3: Yeah. Is things, that a safe, not, assume, safe not assumption? Not really with the flash unless you talk about like monolights because they have their modeling lamp, which is a tungsten.
1: Yeah. Okay. Right.
3: Yeah. Um, but when it comes to like the tungsten lightings, then yes, you have to change the bulbs from there. And so they it's also, not even an
1: issue with LEDs. It's just a wash here.
3: Yeah. That's most good. of them t- do tend to be multi-voltage, they're also going to be the most flexible in terms of their color temperature changes, so they can go from like tungsten to daylight and some people don't want to just gel it, which can also be like an easy fix. But to them, they'd rather just dial it in.
1: Are most LED lamps ad- uh, adjustable as far as color temperature
3: most or, or some, some of
1: them fixed at either daylight or tungsten?
3: Some of them are fixed at daylight, not really tungsten. There are some fixtures throughout the store that are tungsten only for daylight, okay. and then they're, But they're mainly going to be um, sold as a daylight version or a bi-color version. Yeah,
0: okay. there are companies that do make tungsten uh, versions of LEDs, and uh, primarily uh, in the broadcast world, uh, where they used to use uh, halogen or tungsten exclusively. There still are um, some studios that um, do like um, uh, and talent that does like the effect. Uh, of the tungsten light. And so there are some uh, companies that do make tungsten versions of their LED lights and daylight versions.
2: And how do they make the tungsten effect? You know, is it a filtering or is it... It's not a voltage change like with... No, it's
0: actually, it's actually part of the LED manufacturing process. Ooh, okay. So okay. you have, you can manufacture daylight uh, LEDs, you can manufacture uh tungsten leds or you can do bicolor. okay um so it is part of that that process
2: so each diode itself is yeah so person.
0: um i'll give you an example xylite for example uh has a product called an f uh f8 they make the f8 daylight they make the f8 tungsten mm-hmm. uh mole richardson has some products that also um are daylight and tungsten there are uh companies like light panels for example um, some of their Fresnels are actually daylight uh, or, uh, or tungsten. So um, it really depends on the, the manufacturer. It depends on who they perceive their market to be and what the demand is, and that's going to drive what they do. Now, Leslie did make a, a point which, in the store, we tend to see more people who buy uh, bicolor uh, LED fixtures
1: or daylight. But the ones that are adjustable, where you could dial in the color temperature, do they remain consistent? In most of the panels, or many of
0: the panels, um, the way that the LEDs are are placed, they're alternating rows at daylight and tungsten. So if I dial in daylight, I have probably 60% of the panel lit. If I dial in tungsten, I have roughly 50 or 60% of the panel lit. And what happens is, because every other row is not lit. So in many of the bicolor fixtures, when I mix the light, it's actually going to be at its brightest because I have both both sets of of LEDs working.
1: So so in other words, each individual LED is not shifting in color. What you're doing is you're turning some off and
2: new ones on that are different color temperatures. That's correct? correct, correct. Ah, so let okay. me jump back to some of the benefits you mentioned: power source and portability. Obviously, heat is a big issue. I mean, or lack of, or lack of heat, and maybe you can extrapolate from there because that has a lot of effect on everything else in terms mm-hmm. of how you deal with your talent, um, putting on gels, safety factors, things like that. No? How much time you have to shoot ice cream? Right. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> well, set up, well, and set up, and breakdown times, things like yeah. that. Right? If you're
3: shooting like a, most of the people who do end up coming into, I'm just talking about the storage because mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, they come in basically trying to do video and interview a person. Is usually a smaller setup, so the advantage is that you can actually put the um, the lights pretty close to the subjects without burning them, having them sweat, right. etc. Which you can't really do with a hot light. You can do it with a fluorescent, but also they tend to be bulkier. Mm-hmm. And fluorescents, some of them in video will flicker. Yeah. So in most of the LEDs, you actually have a flicker-free. And if you like dim it, especially, you're not gonna be seeing the flicker in most of it. most of it. Like fluorescents, you definitely cannot dim down. Um, so if you want to also adjust like your brightness, you can adjust it without a problem. Um, versus a fluorescent, you can't put a dimmer on it. Mm-hmm. So if you have too much light in the fluorescent, you're gonna have to shut some of those bulbs off.
2: Right. Right. So, what yeah. about like like safety issues? I mean, shock. Um, again, power issues. Something I know nothing about. But is there a, an advantage with LED in that case?
3: Yes, fluorescents have mercury inside of them, so you have to be careful. If they do actually tend to break, you have to clear the space. Um, Because you also don't want to get that on you Mm because it's mercury poisoning at that point. Um, So, that is a safety plus that you get with the LED. LEDs don't have that. Um, They also, their bulbs last a lot longer, so you don't really have to change them out. And uh, you're not going to burn yourself Mm -hmm. like a hot light.
1: I think those long fluorescent sets, that have those long fluorescent, I think they actually come with body bags in case the bulbs do break. Well, some of them- It's some all of them self-contained. <laughs> it's. No, some of them actually
0: do come uh, with safety coating um, so that um, you, if they uh, do shatter, um, that they don't go all over the place. And uh, Now, that's the, the, the tubes. Yes. So the spiral bulbs that are, are most common mm-hmm. and, and probably the most economic option uh, for many people, in terms of fluorescent lighting, uh, are not coated, and those will um, shatter and break. And you do have to uh, be concerned about the cleanup, uh, as Leslie did indicate. They do have mercury in them, and you do need to treat it as a, a toxic cleanup. Um, so that's that's really the difference. It, do, well, shock,
2: like ele- like electric shock, or is there any concerns there? No, I mean as long
0: in- as as long as the uh, electric cords are uh, are, uh, are 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 not worn. Um, there should be no issue. Uh, as long as the battery is put on uh, correctly, there should be no issue. Um, so you actually should be absolutely
2: fine. You're drawing a lot less power, no? You are drawing
0: less power right. with, uh, with an LED. Than you are with a traditional uh, tungsten or, or halogen
2: lamp, and to the point where you can just plug it into a regular wall socket, or not well, necessarily. Well,
0: you can plug. I mean, you can plug most of the fixtures into a regular wall socket. I mean, a you know, five hundred watt light bulb, um, you can plug into a regular wall. The difference is that if I'm going somewhere and I have three lights and I have three five hundred watt bulbs and I plug them in, I do have to be concerned if I'm operating in somebody's house. Uh, about um, tripping a circuit breaker where I um, am not going to have that issue if I have three uh, you know similarly sized and powered LED panels. So that th- there is a power advantage to working with LEDs.
1: I was once taking pictures of paintings in the New York Yacht Club, which is an ancient building, and we plugged in two five hundred watt tungsten lamps and took the building down. <laughs> the whole place went oops. dark it, yeah that was a big oops um, I know that if you have uh, a tungsten lamp strobe and fluorescence the bulbs age and they tend to get warm or green in case of fluorescence do LEDs age that way too or are they more consistent have you had any experience with that or have they not been out long enough to know
0: you know they uh, there can be some difference um, in them Some companies actually do a better... I want to
1: stop because I'm not going to say what I was about to say. (laughs) No, 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 no. I think this is just between us. Feel free to speak. No Um, one else is going to hear this. So just feel free.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He almost fell for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) That joke never gets old, Alan.
0: (laughs) They they do age. Mm -hmm. uh, But it's probably not nearly as noticeable as some of the other, other types of light. One of the reasons that some people actually prefer to work with the same brand of LED is because the, they, the feeling is, is that the color is um, going to be um, a little more consistent even when they do age. But yes, technically, they will. Um, you will see some, uh, some change in the LED over time. It and what care. would that
2: change look like? Just the color cast? or uh,
0: it, it, it will vary because it depends on uh, where the LED came from, how it was manufactured. Um, but I think that most people would not notice the color shift. And I mean, that's something that we probably should talk a little bit about. You know, there are different types of people that are using these, uh, these lights. Um, you have, um, you know, what I call the uh, cinematography world where color consistency and color temperature are treated very differently. That person and what they're looking for is going to be very different than somebody who's shooting a wedding, who's just looking to light the bride um, and, and light the groom or light, you know, a scene or a table um, and they're less worried about, you know, the color being precise. And, and that's something which you really do have to recognize.
2: How, how are LEDs on skin tone?
0: It really does depend on the LED because, yeah. you know, some LEDs are they're daylight, but they may be warmer. Some LEDs may be bluer. Um, so it really depends on the, the light, and it will also depend on the subject. Um, that people are shooting. Sure. And one of the things that we uh, will oftentimes ask when people are buying LEDs and you know, we ask them, what are you using it for? And they'll say, well, I'm shooting uh, people. Uh, you know, do you want daylight or do you want a bicolor? And they'll go, well, what's the difference? And one of the things that a bicolor allows them to do is to warm up or cool right. the light without having to um add filters and there are a lot of people who find that um extremely attractive Mm -hmm. because it means that they can work with a variety of skin tones um with different undertones and be able to address them without having to get cellophane Mm -hmm. sheets and put them on top of uh on top of how
1: accurate i guess again our eyes perceive color different than film or or digital sense would do it When you tweak color like that, say for a portrait, and you just want to say warm it or cool it. Is it pretty, when you get your picture back, would it be fairly close? Is, are they, are they, oh, you're making a strange face again. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, I'm smiling.
1: <laughs> so, so, okay, so there are variations there well, too. Well,
0: in a lot of instances, it's not just the light. It's also how your camera is set um, that sure. influences what comes directly out of the camera.
2: So can I ask you, Again, this is definitely a, a beginner question, but what can you use LED for, for powerful strobe lighting or no? There's, it's only a continuous light, or is that not true?
0: It, it, it's basically, there are some companies that have um, tried to do uh, uh, LEDs that strobe, uh, but the effect is nowhere near. Um, the amount of power that you would get out of a traditional strobe. So it's a, it's a so, power yeah. issue. Yeah. So it's it's really
2: an issue of power. And what is? I mean, when I think of LED, I think of a flat panel. So you have all these small diodes. Is that it, or do they make they make bulbs? LED they bulb? also
3: make bulbs, and besides. Um,
0: well, they're the chip-on-board LEDs, yeah. which actually translate uh, as single-source type lights, and that's been one of the um, the later developments in um, LEDs, uh, you know, five, 10 years ago, everybody was doing panels. And now what you see is you see uh, Fresnel type lights. Mm-hmm. You see uh, LED, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, monolights, um, where uh, they effectively read as a single light coming out of the, right. uh, coming off the, the chip. And you can add soft boxes and other reflectors um, and approximate the look that you would get out of a uh, traditional flash. Okay. Um, so that's uh, a direction which... And how,
2: how are they shaped? I mean, is it a, a tube, the fixture is a tube, and, and there's a bunch of small diodes in there that come out like one, or?
0: It, it translates into a, uh, if you look at it, uh, most light. of them are
2: covered, mm-hmm.
0: but it really um, translates out, it's a small chip, and it really puts out. It puts out a lot of light but it translates into a single light source as opposed to being 500 right. um, different LED bulbs.
2: Is that because of a lens that's in front of it or just the chip itself?
0: Um, it's, it, it, it's in part how the chip is manufactured, mm. but um, each manufacturer has a different way of dealing with um, how they cover it. And so it's an integral part of, of it. Um, you'll find that the, um, the spreads, for example, are very different. Um, there's some that, you know, coming directly out of the light with no modifier um, will give you 180 degrees worth of of spread. There are others at 120. There are mm-hmm. others that are 75. There are others that uh, work the same way that a Fresnel does, adjusting uh, forward or backwards, which will give you a range from, say, you know, 15 degrees to 70 degrees. So it will really vary, but um, that's a development in the... Uh, in the LED story that, uh, you know, 10 years ago, I never saw that coming. They've gotten smaller, they've gotten more powerful. You now have some that uh, actually are color tunable. Uh, and when I say color tunable, try, you know, a couple of million different shades so that gelling your lights is no longer a, uh, a necessity. I was going to ask about that. Like, what's,
2: um, what's the gel industry looking like now that people are going to LEDs? But... Uh, well, filters are challenged altogether because of yeah. digital. That's just another challenge for yep. them. So, what? Uh, maybe Les, I can ask you this. What? Um, what can you not use LEDs for nowadays? What? Uh, uh, I mean, unless you're in general, what? What is? What? What can't they do?
3: They can't. Fill out a big amount of space, like theater, let's say. You're going to need not just one. You're going to need multiples of them, probably like 10, 20 sometimes, depending obviously which fixture you're getting. Even group Um,
1: portraits, I would imagine, would be a challenge.
3: It would. So you have four
1: or five people? Oh,
3: there was one person who wanted to get LEDs to light up a theater of about 300 people. He was wanting to get like even lighting throughout the entire place and he wanted to get just two LEDs. (laughs) And we're like, that's not even how long was his
1: exposure (laughs) going (laughs) to (laughs) be?
3: Um, so we're just like, that's not even going to happen. We're not there yet. No, so power. He's probably thinking of those
1: Jumbotron TVs like you see on the side of Macy's and in Times Square. Oh, just going to get a real big, you know, just (laughs) pop them in there.
2: Well, how big do they make panels? (laughs) How how, how big do you
0: I I look at it a little bit Uh differently. Can they be used to, uh, do a, to light a portrait of six or seven people? Sure, they can. Um, but the thing that you do have to think about is, okay, you're not going to be shooting at F11 or F14 at that point. Um, so, you know, there are um, other considerations that you have to take into account when you decide that you're going to work with continuous lights or you're going to work with the LEDs. Uh, and as long as you're cognizant of those things, um, and you understand what uh, their limitations are and you address them, then there's not a lot that they can't be used for.
1: Yeah, that's within reason, though, because obviously if you have somebody let's say like Lois Greenfield or, or some of the other guests we've had on here that's shoot dance and at Lois. She'll she'll have six people caught midair in perfect formation. You're not I don't you I could line the whole studio with LEDs. You're not doing it. I
0: can't do it with an LED. But right. that that has to do with understanding what they're capable of doing and what the limitations are. Working with so if the limitations of and the device. To me, yes. If I said I wanted to shoot a dancer, I could shoot a dancer with an LED. They as long just, as they're not dancing. As, as long as they're not dancing. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> but if if moving is yeah. the priority. If jumping and capturing them sharp in midair is a priority, then no, the LED is not the right light. Exactly. A lot of times it's about experimenting. Um, But, you know, again, if you're trying to shoot at F11 or F14, no, you're not going to be able to do
1: that. There is a pulsation, though, in the light. Is there or or no in an LED? Does it pulse at all?
3: The only time I guess it'll pulse is if you're trying to bring the brightness up, but it also depends on the... Fixture the way that they're made with either if it's like a dial or if it's like a button you're pressing to turn up the brightness. Uh-huh. That's about the only time you'll ever see it.
2: What about if somebody had already like invested in a like a tungsten system? Can you swap out bulbs and, and it, use LED bulbs an old? Yes ooh. and no. Okay.
3: Um, if the fixture has like an Edison base, like a typical mm-hmm. household base, um, yes. But if it's like, let's just say the Lowell Tota has like an EMD bulb. Right. No, because those are specific bulbs yeah, for right, right. those lights. So there are some that you can turn into an LED if you already have a system, but only if they're like the, like, um, the Edison based. That's but about you, it.
0: But you also have to think about the size of some of those bulbs because, um, you know, depending on uh, how much power the bulb has, it may be substantially larger. Um, than its um, tungsten equivalent,
2: to be equivalent, um,
0: okay. and it may or may not fit physically. Into, fit. Yeah, fit yeah. into the uh, you know when you put the shade or you know whatever diffusion right. in front of it, it may or may not fit. So that's always something that you do have to take. And into so account.
2: the the bulbs, the LED bulbs, t- to be equivalent to tungsten, are generally bigger. They they're is that fair to say or no?
0: Not necessarily, but. Um, it's a sticky wicket because what happens is a lot of times people already have a fixture, um, and then they uh, want to come in and they want to use an LED bulb. And it may be that the fixture came with a reflector. Um, and the LED bulb, uh, depending on its power, might be bigger than the reflector. So it's not going to harness the light the way that the tungsten bulb will will. Um, it may be the case where the bulb is so large that um, it, the LED bulb is so large that you may not be able to get, um, you know, the uh, the softbox on top. And mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thinking of a particular instance um, with a fixture that I have, uh, where I uh, uh, Chimero makes a fixture called a Triolit, and uh, the beauty of this fixture is it can take. Uh, either uh, mogul base bulbs which are hot bulbs up to a thousand watts. It can take two pin bulbs so halogen bulbs or you can put in an adapter which will allow you to put in an Edison base bulb. And so uh, I put in a four-way adapter um, and uh, this is supposed to fit into one of the Chimera lanterns so you can hang it overhead. And, uh, and then I tried to put in the LED bulbs and the LED bulbs were actually too big. Mm. Um, and would not allow uh, the, the lantern to go on. So it, it's things like, it's an extreme example, but it's a case where you really do have to um, understand the size of the bulb and the limitation um, based on you know, what reflector or what you're trying to use it in.
1: We hope you're enjoying this edition of the BH Photography Podcast. Send us a tweet at BH Photo Video, hashtag BH Photo Podcast. We are back. Here's a question for you now. Somebody comes in and they say they want to buy LED lighting. I mean, where do you start?
0: Well, the place that we like to start is finding out a little bit more about what they're doing, so what they're shooting. Uh, whether the same
1: sh- thing as if they came in saying, "I want to buy a camera." You got to know what are you doing.
0: Well, you right. Know, same we, thing. We call them. We call them qualifying questions. Yes, but yes. that's as effectively what you're doing. You need to understand what they're doing. Um, it also uh, helps to understand what camera they're using, mm-hmm. um, so that you understand uh, what, um, how they might be using the camera, and uh, what the different amounts of light may be.
1: Yeah. Is it safe to assume that if I'm coming in with one of those uh, 12 by 20 inch banquet cameras that I was hawking the film for earlier, you're not going to recommend LEDs for me? I'm not going to recommend LEDs. I had a feeling about that. Back (laughs) to flashlights. Okay. We spoke real briefly about like a wedding. If somebody was coming and saying, I'm a wedding photographer, I want LEDs. You're not going too far with them on this conversation.
0: Not necessarily. It depends. Um, There are led products which uh... are very effectively used uh... for wedding photography
1: tells about uh, for
0: example the, the Lowell gl one uh... which is kind of like a drill bit it looks like a a, a power tool uh... but it's handheld it's a very powerful tungsten colored led and there are a number of wedding photographers that will actually uh... have an assistant hold it uh... shine the light in a particular uh... direction to illuminate something and use that um, as either a main light or to fill, um, working with the ambient light. Um, you have to remember: a lot of times, wedding photographers are trying um, to capture um, moments in a reception hall. So it's not about doing a formal portrait; it's about capturing, you know, real ti- a real time a snapshot of a real time moment. It's combat photography and, and in many ways, and you're using you're using the ambient light. Mm-hmm. So in those cases. Um, An LED may be just the kick that you need to illuminate the the subject or illuminate some aspect of the scene, and they work very well. Um, Westcott has another product, uh, the... Ice Light. Thank you. Ice Light 2. Ice Light 2. Which um, a lot of photographers like um, and use it to, you know, give a nice little slash of light uh, on a subject. Is this something handheld also? It can be handheld, Mm -hmm. yeah.
3: There's also um, barn doors you can add to it if you just want to control the light a little bit Mm -hmm. more instead of spilling it kind of everywhere.
2: And is that with LEDs in general, you can add all the things you need to as well as you could with other types of lighting? Are they at that stage yet? It depends on the light. Uh, Some lights you can add accessories
0: to. There are other lights which uh, the light is what it is and there's not a whole lot you can do to modify it except... Uh, either put a gel on it or uh, put some sort of diffusion
2: on it to soften the light. What about on-camera lights? Can you recommend any that are good? Let's say again, we're talking photography more than videography here. But uh, I can actually give Bolt. you a really good example
1: that I just last week used myself. Um, there's a small unit made by Bolt, which I saw on on our website, and I went. I just bought it. I loved it. Believe it or not, it's a little gizmo. It sits on the accessory shoe of your camera. It holds AA batteries and has two metal gooseneck come out of it with small white, like two inch discs that have LED arrays and you could bend them around. But for doing close-up stuff, the camera's right on it and I'm moving these two little lights around to model the light and I'm shooting and it's all on camera, and it's tiny, and it worked really very well. The only shortcoming was that reflective surfaces, even though it's a white disc, you could see you all, all the little points of light going on, and I said so it'll do some Photoshop play, but it was a neat tool for very simple, close, tight shots. That's for macro shooting. Macro shooting, very specific. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not shooting a wedding with it, that's for sure,
2: mm-hmm. unless they want to sit still all night, but. <laughs> One on each eye. <laughs> 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 But anything <laughs> off the top of your guys' head that you would recommend? Any on camera light panels?
3: There is this one company, VidPro. Mm-hmm. They make this one LED that comes with the barn well, it has the barn doors on them and then it has the it comes with the charger and the batteries and also the AC adapter. And for the price, it seems to be right for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're just starting out and they just want something simple and like quick. And it's actually pretty powerful for what it is. And it's bicolor as well.
0: People that are shooting uh, ENG style, um, you know, like lighting on camera. And I, I do think that there's one thing that you do have to be careful when you start talking about LEDs on camera. Um, they are, if you're shooting, uh, you're, uh, shooting people, um, the light can be extremely bright. And so if you're working with LED on camera, uh, the one thing that you will want to do is make sure that you get models that are dimmable. Mm-hmm. And if they don't come with diffusion, and most do these days, but in the event that you do buy one that doesn't have diffusion, um, then I would advise uh, buying a, um, a sheet of diffusion, something like a quarter uh, a quarter white diffusion, uh, which can be doubled or tripled depending on uh, the effect that you want. But those would be what I would recommend if people are working with or want to work with uh, lighting on camera. But we always maintain that the most creative lighting and the greatest number of options you're really going to experience when you take the light off camera.
1: Are there any flood, and I, I know floodlights are easy because it's kind of diffused and that's the general nature of them. Are there any spotlights or real pointal light sources that are available with LEDs? We're we not there yet. Well, what are you
0: trying to... I, no, I but right that,
1: now we, we you can have a focused spot with a Fresnel line. you will have a real sharp point of light hitting something if you're using strobe or tungsten. Do LEDs have anything like that where you could just concentrate that light into a real tight spot? You'd-
0: you can, ah, uh, Dito okay. light, for example. Do
1: I remember Dito's when they were tungsten, so now they're That's LED? That's
0: But Dito has a line of LED lights available Ooh. and their projection attachments, uh, which will allow you to focus the light, um, do fit on their LEDs. So you do have the ability to uh, focus the light and much in the same way uh, and get that real tight, sharp edge light that you would if you were
1: using tungsten. For, for those who are listening who do not, are not familiar with Dedo lights, it's D-E-D-O. And what's interesting, they, this is a system of lights that was designed by a theatrical lighting director. And essentially, they are miniaturized theater lights. You can go in and photograph a ring as if it was a theater production.
2: And they're phenomenal. But it's, so it's interesting to note that they also make them LED now. That's good. And so, but in general, LED lights. When we're talking about off-camera lighting, or even on-camera, are, we're talking about flat panels of different. or not,
0: not necessarily. I okay. mean, um, the world of the LED Fresnel. Uh, the LED Fresnel has really come to come of age. Mm-hmm. Um, Ari, mm-hmm.
3: BBS lighting.
0: Yep.
2: I'm sorry. What was Drake that? Raycast.
0: BBS lighting. BBS. I can. All the major manufacturers of LED lights have moved into. Other areas and, and the big other area that they're now in are Fresnels. Mm-hmm. So the world of LEDs continues to change.
2: And of the uh, ones you mentioned, do you, can you recommend? Uh, I mean, not the trash one or the other, but is there one that you recommend for certain applications of the of the models you just talked about? You know, I I,
0: I really believe that uh, lighting is very personal. Um, you know, it's one of those things that, um, you come in, you, you touch it, you feel it, you see what the light does and you're either attracted to it or you say, you know, next. All those brands, uh, that we just uh, mentioned, uh, make absolutely phenomenal, uh, products. They're at different price points. And the one thing that I do say today is that there is no reason why anybody should ever say, that I can't afford to buy lights because there's lighting available at every price point for a multitude of, of, of applications.
1: The largest flat panel LED that we have right now available on the on the floor, if somebody was shooting with one of those, say a portrait, and I'm just trying to size that, two by three feet roughly. If that was, say, doing a single portrait, one person, maybe a couple, and it's gonna be, say, about three, three and a half feet away, roughly, four feet away. About what F-stop are they at, at ISO 100? I mean, is this looking is this to be like real low light, or are we gonna be stopping down to 811, or are we can be up near two, eight, or four?
0: I probably would not be at ISO 100.
1: You're gonna be a lot higher
0: than that. I, I would probably be starting at 400. Okay. Um, and then looking at um, what my shutter speed actually is. Um, a
1: static shot. No one's moving. They're sitting still. They're no, not but excited. S- but
0: but still, um, you know, you really do have to think about shutter speed because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, p- people can only sit still but so long. You know, the eye can only, um, you know, not blink but for so long.
1: You cauterize it. It works a lot better. That's what I do.
0: And so um, you really do have to. It, it's That's part of the equation. Uh, but, you know, I when I work with continuous light, uh, you know, I rarely am working at ISO one hundred. Uh, one because um, you know the, the camera, light. the camera companies have told me that you know these 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 tools have these phenomenal this phenomenal ability to you know shoot clean images. Um, you know at, at higher ISOs, and, and they do, and they do, and uh, you know it has changed the uh, the lighting equation. Um, whether you're working with strobes or whether you're working with continuous light,
1: right. Points taken. The largest panel that we would have right now for LEDs would be around what size?
0: You have to be careful when we start talking about large panels. Okay. Because um, if you're mobile, a large panel is a pit Mm. or a pita.
1: A pit or a pita? A pain in the tuchus. <laughs> Thank you. Or, okay. Yes. Okay. We're not going to record that. But, <laughs> or a lovely sandwich but, but, bread. Yes. I think yes. <laughs> might good. <laughs> uh, no, but no. But
0: seriously, the the one thing that you really do have to think That's about is um, you know what you're going to do with something and how heavy it is mm. and um, and how mobile it is. And so while it may be great um, in theory to talk about a large panel. Um, the reality is, if I need mobility, yep,
2: or, or if
0: I need to move uh, things around, that that might not be um, the best option. That's a good point. So um, there are companies, and uh, uh, we had mentioned the DS-1 before by Digital Sputnik, but that's a light which is a fairly small light, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say it's no more than four and a half by four and a half by four and a half in terms of its, it, the way it's it's shaped. But um, you can actually stack sorry, them. that's inches you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. You can actually stack them um, and create a larger light and then put a scrim in front of them or put a softbox on it and create light. So there are ways that you can deal with changing the size of light without necessarily starting out with a ginormous panel. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're looking for mobility or you've got to take it up and you know, put it up or take it down, you know, size can work against you. That's
1: a good point. That's a great so point. at this point, LEDs or LED panels are really optimized for just photographing very small people. Is that what you're saying?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, couldn't resist.
3: Byron, it's uh, 25 inches by 11 for the 60 and then it's 50 inches by 11 for the 120. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: There you have it. Thank you. We touched on them kind of one by one, you know, at the beginning. But if, if there would be a way to just kind of summarize the advantages of an LED.
3: Their flexibility, like one of them, literally, their flexibility, the <laughs> Westcott flex lights. Oh, yeah. You can actually shape them around and Velcro it to like the wall because they're so thin. Hmm. So their portability, they're getting smaller and thinner and people love them because especially when they're traveling. So that's one thing, the flexibility and the portability. And... um being able to change color. Yeah.
2: Can you talk a bit about the variable color models or what's the latest in LED in terms of being able to change your colors?
3: <laughs> the Ari sky, sky panels have been very popular since um, they also have the gels all integrated into them. So it would be like the Rosco gels, the Lee gels, and I think GAM is another one included inside. So you can literally just dial them all in. Like if you want, like um, the Roscoe Thirty Nine, the skeleton, exotic skeleton sangria, is the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. in
2: general, the, you can just you can dial colors to your heart's content at this the, point. There's not much in terms of limitations.
3: No. Mm-hmm.
0: Now then, you have a uh, you have company like Digital Sputnik that has the DS One. Uh, it's been used a lot on uh, some of the big budget movie sets, and it has a. Uh, an absolute killer app that, uh, with a color wheel that you can actually um, dial in whatever color it is that um, that you want. And um, I think one of the things that we see as a trend in LEDs is a movement towards uh, a movement where many manufacturers are now developing apps, uh, iOS and Android, um, to be able to control the lights, power, color, and I think we're going to see a lot more of that as we go forward.
3: And then? Um,
0: Multi-voltage. So multi- in most cases, they can be used anywhere in the world. There you go. Uh, many of them are able to be run off of 14.4-volt uh, batteries. batteries or um, even the, um, the camcorder-style battery. Um, so, um, it's a safe to
1: assume there's also dual you know, a type that are battery or AC, you can go yes. either way?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and many of the, uh, particularly the panels, uh, many of the panels now come with a battery plate uh, as well as um, you know the, the AC option.
1: I think another good advantage of, of these kind of lights, especially the smaller ones, if they're battery powered, is if you're photographing, say, interiors, sometimes you can't bury a light in a place you have to light a corner or something, but there's no place to bury a light as it stands, and you got cords. These are small and flexible, and you could like attach them to the walls, tape them, stick them behind things. So it's a way of lighting up little crevices and and things that would otherwise go dark in the background. So it's well, fill lights, they're great.
0: Well, that's 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 very true. I mean, there are um, there are lights like the Lumi Cube, mm-hmm. yeah, um, which you know you can take this cube and you know they're basically. Uh, You know, nine levels of adjustability of light, but you can stick it in a corner um, or underneath a piece of furniture and get some light um, in in a place where you ordinarily might not be able to and have it translate in your video or in your photograph um, so that it begins to add some dimension. So,
1: um, And it's it, WYSIWYG, so as you're setting it up, yeah. you see what your effect is going to be, not like flash, yeah. where you yeah. have to really do extra testing. Also- well, that's another thing that we didn't talk about. I mean, one of the
0: advantages of, and when we started out, of, of continuous light over um, you know, flash in general is the what you see is what you get. Yeah. That you're able to turn it on and you have an idea of exactly where the shadows are going to fall. Um, you know, what's illuminated, what's not. And there's a lot of guesswork that's removed. And if you're
1: under a time restraint and you're like like portrait people coming and going, that's great to be able to just see that, okay, it's good, boom, catch the picture. as opposed to flash where you're never really quite sure exactly what you have. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point.
3: Yeah. You can also throw the LumiCube into water because it's waterproof. Right. So it's another advantage to LEDs where most of them, some of them, are water resistant or waterproof? Um, light in motion is another one that's waterproof. Most of them, I guess. Most. Of I once threw a speed yeah. light into water. <laughs> you, yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> it Didn't work
1: <laughs>
2: afterwards, but I did it. But no.
3: I mean, you can do it what for about, like, one-time use.
2: Price-wise, I mean, the the LED bulbs are still more expensive uh, or is that not true? Well,
0: it depends on the LED bulb. So okay. if you're talking about going to your hardware store and buying an LED bulb, um, you know they that's one type of bulb. But if you're looking at buying some of the photographic ones, uh, which are uh, color temperature wise either at 5,500 Kelvin or 5,000 degrees Kelvin. Um, then it, it's, uh, they, are, they are a little more costly.
2: Well, what I'm hearing mostly is that there's just kind of a wide range of creative possibilities. Well,
0: well there really is. Uh, you know, that's the thing about lighting. It, it's not a... Um, you can't light by numbers. If you're really going to effectively light, it's about being creative. It's about doing something perhaps which is unconventional. Uh, it's about experimenting.
2: And five to ten years from now, We're going to be seeing a lot more LEDs. Uh, What do you you see for the future?
0: They've gotten smaller and more powerful. And I tend to think that that's something which is going to uh, continue. I think there are manufacturers out there that um, are going to uh, really push the envelope. I think that some of the innovation uh, may not uh, necessarily come from the players or, or all of the major players that we know now. Over the past couple of years, crowdfunding has become a Mm. um, much more um, important uh, option for people that are looking to bring product to the market. I think that's something which is going to continue. So, you know, there's probably somebody playing in their garage right now that has an idea that a year from now or two years from now, you know, maybe may bring something which is pretty revolutionary to the uh, to the to the forefront. One of the things that I actually see coming is how we um, talk about light and brightness. And this is part of the reason I have an issue with CRI, because people come in and they ask a couple of questions. They ask what the CRI is, and then you go, okay, it's 90. And then they go, and so what's the um, wattage equivalent? And it's a tungsten wattage equivalent, you know, so you'll say 400 watts. And the question is, what does that really mean? And what's going to happen in uh, what's happening is that I think we're going to see a shift in how we talk about um, brightness. We're going to be um, seeing more companies describe their lights in terms of lumens, um, which is a brightness output. And it is much easier to compare lights that way. It's
1: standardizing it uh-huh. by doing then that. Then to turn
0: around and say, well, it's 400 watt equivalent. So if I say it's a 400 watt equivalent, am I? Is it a 400 watt Fresnel? Is it a 400 watt uh, uh, floodlight? You know, is it 400 watts in a softbox? All of those things. Is it city or highway variants. driving?
1: Exactly. It's really what it is.
0: Yeah. And um, the one thing that I hope to see is more companies moving to, to, to lumens, so that we actually can compare. Um, absolute brightness.
1: Okay. Byron Atkinson, Leslie Perez, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you are in our New York City Superstore, come and say hi to them. Look around all of our LED lighting. They'll be happy to give you a guided tour. You should see the expressions on their faces right now. It's great. (laughs) Uh. Anyway, another show uh, uh wrapped up, a great show. Uh remember to give us your feedback, give us a review on iTunes if you have a moment, uh, a speakpipe voice message, or tweet us with the hashtag bhphotopodcast at bhphotovideo. And thanks as always to John and Jason and to our listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in today.